Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Um, so welcome to episode 64 of the It's All Fine and Dangy podcast. And you guys, we are welcoming Scott, or his yeah. author name as he goes by, S. Clark Cray. And he is the author of a cri- of crime thrillers. Do I, did I get that correct? Crime thrillers. Uh, you're going to have to say that again because you froze right in the middle of that marvelous introduction. Of so I did. that's how <laughs> Skype works sometimes. So you are the author of yes, crime okay. crime thrillers, and you call yourself a storyteller, which I love that. No, oh, thank you. Um, Actually, um, this is um, a book that uh, has been in the works probably since I was about 12 years old. Wow. Um, it is my first, en- I know, right? It is my first endeavor into um, actually authoring. I've, I've been a storyteller. I, I raised my family as a, a corporate technical trainer, so telling stories is my business. Oh, right? nice. That's relatable for me. I'm an IT guy in my day job, so it's definitely relatable. I, I, awesome. That's a good thing. You have a day job too. Yeah. You have time for that. <laughs> so, 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 so um, you're from Tampa or I, I know that's where you live now. I am you not. originally from Tampa. No, I grew up in, um, kind of a small town, West Virginia to the, uh, son of a, um, of an air force, um, veteran. And, uh, my mom was uh, a Londoner. So, uh, my dad, the Yank, um, was stationed uh, outside of London, and uh, my, my mom, and uh, they married and eventually moved back to the States where my dad grew up, and uh, I was raised there in a little town called Parkersburg, West Virginia. Wow. All right. Yeah. So, and what brought you to Florida? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, 40 Disney years World? later, right? <laughs> uh, no, actually not. My... Um, Scott, oh, Scott, yeah. do we lose you? I, I was, I was there two separate times, and um, I really fell in love with the uh, culture of the Gulf Coast, and um, I can put up with the weather. It's, it's, you know, it's nice <laughs> it's and sunny. Bad, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we could we can turn the humidity down just a little bit. That'd be okay. Yeah, that would always be nice. But. Yes. Um, but I did fall in love with the uh, Gulf Coast area, and I kind of figured after my corporate run, I would uh, I would I would head back to the, the Gulf Coast somewhere. Um, my uh, daughter made it easy for me. She moved here almost four years ago now for work. So um, so when I uh, when I decided I was done with my corporate run, moving to Tampa was an easy peasy. Yeah. yeah, especially when the kids are there, right? Like that makes it a little easier, definitely. I think Scott froze on us a little bit. The other two, the other two are still in the Chicagoland area where I raised them. It's where I work corporately. Oh, very gotcha. nice. Yeah. So you know, place yeah. to go on vacation, right? Instead of coming to Florida, you're going up, <laughs> going north. You know what? It's 
as long as we do it in the spring, summer, or fall, I am done with the snow. Yeah, oh. you know what's funny? As a as a lifelong Floridian, I was born here in Florida. I get that it's a pain to live in the snow and shovel the snow and all that yes, kind of stuff. But I get so excited when I see snow. And every time I talk to someone that's lived in it, they're like, oh, please. Uh-uh. So, so yeah. I have a whole different perspective on it. Yeah, totally different than, uh, than living in it, being an adult yeah. in the snow, having to drive and yes. stuff like that. Yeah, it's totally different. And do, I did want to take one second, Scott, to uh, kind of touch on some of the comments we're getting on Facebook Live. We've got Naisha. Renee McNeil, who is the Chicago family. There we are. Scott K. Clark is tuned in. Scott and then K. Heather S. Clark says the Tampa family of Scott hey. Clark is tuned in the house awesome. as well. Awesome. We love the supporters <laughs> on board. Club. We definitely do. I want to <laughs> yeah. jump right into your book, though. This Alfie Crate set, is this your first book? It yeah. is, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, uh, too. Yeah. Awesome. I... Um, uh, so the Reader's Digest condensed version of how the book came along, having grown up um, in the 60s where everything was um, espionage, it was everything was, you know, James Bond and John Drake and um, a whole host of other, uh, Peter Gunn, uh, the, you know, the whole gambit of, of, of uh, uh, spies and operatives and... Um, was um hello my grandfather alfred Drake, <laughs> who uh, is the main character in the book um actually ran esmeralda's barn which was a um a, a, a nightclub owned by the infamous ron and reg cray the cray twins so oh, wow. uh, in the early 60s yes my grandfather um uh ran uh, esmeralda's barn for them and um and uh, kind of mix it up a little bit, if you will, with them. So with that in the background, um, you know, that uh, me spending a lot of time with him, uh, not near as much time as I would have liked to, but spending a lot of time with him, listening to his stories, just seeing his persona, and, um, and then taking kind of those uh, things, mulling around in my head all these years, once I finished my corporate run, I had time to think about it, kind of get it worked out, kind of run through the uh, the different scenarios. There's actually enough circumstantial evidence on my grandfather to think that he could possibly actually have been involved in some sort of espionage, if you will. Oh, wow. Circumstantial evidence. Just based on the people he was associated with, if you think about it, Esmeralda's barn would have been... Uh, the center point for, you know, villains, aristocrats, um, you know, uh, politicians, uh, big spenders, Americans, the whole nine yards, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, people from, uh, you know, from uh, behind the uh, Iron Curtain before it went up, right? So, um, so it was uh, a kind of a, 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 a place where all those people could all interact together and nobody was going to tell on anybody. Well, wow. got to keep hush hush, right? That's incredibly intriguing. So I know, imagine being that age and that's just part of your life when you were that age being around that stuff, but then as you get older, <laughs> kind of starting to put everything together, right? When you got a little older. Yeah. And being yeah, able so, to put it into an actual story is is very yeah. interesting to me too. 
That whole process was amazing. I, I, um, about, about, uh, like I said, I've been working on the story in the back of my mind most of my adult life. So I've come up with a- any number of scenarios. About two years ago, I decided that Alfie Craig was actually, um, had enough, um, um, involvement in that, in the underworld, if you will, um, that, 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 um, there would be a, a, enough for a, a story. So I started out writing little stories. Oh, cool. Then it just, kept growing and I, the more I dug in, the more research I did, the more things I found out, the more pictures I went through, started feeling like there was more to it, more to it, more to it. Then I was fortunate enough to run across Dean Rinaldi on one of my many Cray Facebook pages. I was going to ask how and, you know Dean, because I know Dean too. That's how we, that's how we thought <laughs> about you. I found Dean... Um, I don't know how did Lennon find McCartney. I I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but um, we we were in the in a uh, same Facebook group uh, yeah. about the Cray Twins about oh, wow. crime, and uh, he posted um, uh, he posted that he was in between projects, and if anybody had a story that that they thought might you know make a, a, a you know a, a book. To give him a shout and let him, you know, and, and talk about it. So I did. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, things well, like that come about organically how they're meant to. They right? do. They like, do. And, uh, that's, you ran into him and you had a story and he was asking for a story. So there it was. I love when those things happen like that, just by chance, kind of. I, I do too. And I, I also wanted to say um, for those of you listening or watching on Facebook Live, um, Dean Rinaldi is another author that we are going to be interviewing maybe the first part of the, next year. Yes. But he does some co writing with Esclar Cray here. Yeah. So I'm curious about that part because I too am an author and I've never written with another author. So I'm very curious about. That sort of combined <laughs> process that you guys do. do. Do you just sort of assign each other, or I guess since he's sort of co-writing, for you, a, is there a piece of it that you asked him to do, or how does that work? I don't know. How did Lennon uh, <laughs> 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 Um <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, let's, I, I'm the king of the analogies. My- Oh, bear with us, guy. I think your your Skype connection's kicking in and out just a little bit. So every couple, like a, se- there you go. Like, you're back now. Okay, so um, uh, the analogy is um, Alfred Cray is like a, a, a like a, 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 a Bentley, right? It's a Bentley. It's the body of a Bentley, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so that's the vehicle. Alfred Cray is the vehicle, right? Uh, I'm the driver, right? But I need an engine for this. For this vehicle, I found Dean Rinaldi. He has built the most magnificent engine to propel the vehicle, Alfie Cray, beyond a set of three or four books. Excellent. It, it, it will take analogy. on life of its own. Wow, so you've got a bunch yeah. of books in the pipe. Um, so, so, Scott, I don't want to, to interrupt the flow too much here, but it looks like you froze up on your end. So I'm not sure if you're having uh, internet signal issues or if Skype is just acting up. But we can hear you just fine. But uh, your uh, the video's gone uh, frozen on us. So, uh, oh, it says reconnect. Yeah, Skype is having an issue right now. Uh, Oh, there you are. There you are. Perfect. Uh, But we never lost what you said. So that's what counts. And at least it didn't freeze you in the most awkward of 
of facial faces. positions. Every time it freezes me, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I am like really. Every time it freezes me, it's like the most horrid face that I'm making, and I'm very gestured, as you can see. <laughs> Right. No, not at all. Uh-uh. So, so not back to that. No, though you speak very highly of Dean, and he speaks uh-huh. very highly of you too. And he reached out to us and said, "Oh, you got to get this guy on your show." Yeah. yeah. So he's I'm very love, kind. I mean, I think it's really quite amazing that you have this much. I mean, this much content as far as just the stories from this your grandfather, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. From just those yeah. stories, you have enough content that you can maybe have like three or four books, I think you said. Something like that. Yeah, how many books will be in the series? Connected. Well, let's see. We're, we just published book one. We're uh, knee-deep into book two, and we're, we're hoping to get it out by Christmas so that, it, you know, it'll be a nice Christmas read. Yeah. Um, y'all can help by buying a book. Uh, <laughs> Um, but we also, uh, I know, right? Uh, and everybody else. Um, but we also have outlined a third book. And oh. so um, the scope of the character is so very deep. If you just think about the last movie that was done about Ronnie and Reggie, uh, the movie Legend, right, with uh, um, uh, that Hardy character, right? Tom Hardy. Oh, oh yeah. And, I love uh, that movie. Oh, is that about the Cray twins? That is that is the great twins. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that is the great. Oh yeah. my! I'm just and putting you two know and the, two together the, here, Scott. This is crazy. That wow. Yeah, that's them. That, yeah. You know, it's it's really just the one guy playing both yeah. of them, Tom Hardy. But yeah, that's just yeah. Put two and two together. But, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, the opening, a lot of the, um, as I recall, the very opening scenes take place as do several scenes in Esmeralda's barn. Oh, you know right? what? So Man, the club we watched that, but yeah, I think you're right. Yes, you should you should go watch it. It's Esmeralda's barn in the very beginning. So um so with Esmeralda's barn in the backdrop and all these characters that um uh you know that are some are real, some are composite characters. Mm-hmm. Um, some are, you know, um, just people we, you know, just it convenient to make up, right? It's yes. sure, theater. <laughs> so, um, but the fun part was, <laughs> it was all fun now that I think about it, but, um, the, the, there's a character in this book that, um, comes out, has a, a major role in the second book, but we introduce him in the first book, and it's a composite character of two of my oldest and dearest friends, uh, one we lost in the 80s uh, um, during the uh, AIDS epidemic, oh, and uh, one we, we still currently have, uh, and he and I are still friends. We've been friends since the third grade. Oh, What's wow. up, Rock? So the like character's her. name is Rock, <laughs> right? <laughs> As, uh, his name is Rock Silkwood. So again, Part of the fun was coming up with different characters. So how we did that, the mechanism for that was, um, as I as I mentioned before, I'm a storyteller, see, right? Uh-huh. And I would just tell Dean stories, or I would just send him thoughts, right. or I would send him whole articles on things and say, look, you know, so... Um, that went back and forth and back and forth. And I'm pretty sure at some point or another, he was able to get some sort of an 
he either hypnotized me or he, or or there's an imp. I've got a probe or it's probably this watch. It could be the watch. It might be the ring. I'm not sure. But somehow or another, he was able to actually access my memories. And, um, and, and somehow or another, he, you know, he picked my brain really well. That is, really well. you guys have a good synergy then. That's what it is. Oh, and I wanted to tell you that, um, your character, and The Rock, is listening right now. So uh, <laughs> he says hi. <laughs> I thought that was great, um, great when you said that. I looked over and, and checked the messages, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's one of the characters." Yeah, <laughs> that is pretty. If, so if I was half, if I if I was half the man Rock Kenny is, I'd 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 be one hell of a man. Oh, oh that's an awesome compliment. <laughs> Very awesome compliment. Um, so how long did it take you guys once you started the book with Dean? How long did it take take you guys from beginning to finish? Um, it was a solid year. Okay. Uh, plus, actually, um, it was a year um, we started talk talking about it, just exploring the idea. Then, you know, it took me a while to figure out how I was going to, you know, uh, pull it off. And um, that was almost a, a year process. In the meantime, we were talking and telling stories and sharing information. And... Um, um, so about a year and a half from first email to um, first book. Oh. Wow. Well, that's that's pretty good. I would say most authors we talk to, it's around a year, I think, whenever sure. they first kind of get I, to writing or get to getting their concepts on paper, whatever it may be. It's about a year. I would say at least, yeah. Yeah, or, or more, yeah. And, yeah. and, be, and because I wrote, well, I, had, I guess, I, you know, I wanted to ask a little bit more about the process, but... We haven't sure. read the book yet, which I definitely will. Now I'm, I'm even more excited to. But the the way, yeah, I've got the book cover pulled up here as well in front for our audience to see. Um, is it written as like a linear story or is it like little mini stories that that mm -hmm. are sort of episodic? Um, so like it, it, it runs... It's, it runs like a movie, right? So, okay. so, uh, so the... Um, so... So just like uh, any movie, if you think about when you go to a movie, it's yep. linear, but there are times when it may flash back to to yeah. capture some something that happened in the past. Right. Yeah. The details. That's a Skype freeze you were talking about with the weird yeah. pause moment. <laughs> wow, well, the really bad is, right, is, is that we were able to take the first book and do a lot of character development, like the bad guy is really a bad guy. He is really a bad guy. No. You would not want him to be your neighbor, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. But uh, but um, but the good guys are all good guys. And the main character, Alfie, is, a, is a, a, I love my grandfather. I adore, I adore him. Um, I adored him. Um, and uh, my intent with this book initially was just, if I could just, if, if I could just tell a story about my grandfather. Oh, sure. that is great. So yeah. your so your grandfather's name was Alfie, correct? Alfred Cray, yes. Uh -huh. Okay. So no middle name. Alfred Cray. Th that's how you know you're a rock star when you just have first and last name. <laughs> no that's middle it. name. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> Who knows? I just figured there were so many of them. They started running out of names, right? And because they used John and James, like yeah. over and over, and, and over. George yeah. and Charles 
over and over. There must have been something very unique about what, when my grandfather was born that they just gave him Alfred Cray. I, you know, what it was, I don't know. Broke the mold. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I have another question, too, around the, the process sure. of writing because I'm obviously very interested in that, that part of it. Um, and this is a typical thing I would ask when I talk to anyone yeah. that's written a book. But what is your writing process like? Do you write every single day? Do you map things out in great detail? Do you just write with sort of reckless abandon and put it all back together after? Um, you know, a lot, I'm one of those writers that's very meticulous where I have to, it takes me so long to write because I map every little detail out, even though the first draft still always has to be redone. I'm just curious what your process is. Do you write? It, do you write it all out in one big, you know, do you just sort of reckless abandon through? Or do you map it all out? And so, so that's really a question you should probably pose to Dean as he built the engine, right? So, um, so I provided all the ingredients and he cooked it, right? So, okay, yes, right. So then we would share back and forth and... I got to, I, I got to, I really thought I was going to have to spend more time tweaking the story to make it me, right? Yeah. But I didn't have to. Wow. He was so able to pick up on the me, the right? Yeah. That, wow. yes, that it was just, it, there was very, very, very little, right? And we did spend quite a bit of time discussing you know, the, the outline. So we, so there was a roadmap, you know, to begin with, sure. and we had multiple endings based on where we wanted to go. And, yeah. um, but he was really, like I said, the engineer, if you will, the, the nuts, the nuts and bolts, uh, Richard, the rock is laughing right now because he spent hours and hours and hours underneath my 69 Austin Healy bug guy Sprite, just so I could drive it to Morgantown and back. So he knows about taking care of the engine in my car. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. I think I was wondering where you're going with that, but yeah, that's interesting though. So, so yeah. Dean was almost like the architect of of sort of placing it all, all the stuff you gave him into a way that I like how you guys had different endings too. And how did you decide mm -hmm. which one to go with when you got there? Just the way the story was going. Um, whether or not we were going to go forward with. Another book. Oh, that makes total sense, too. Yeah, because I'm sure you had an ending that could have just ended it right there. We were going, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. We had to figure out how we were going to deal with all of the situations that we had spent all that time setting up, right? Yeah. Yeah. How many of them resolve, get resolved? How many of them carry on in a right. thread to the next, you know, to the next book and then on to the next book, right? So, sure. um, so that's, 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 that's how it's. How, how it works. That's very interesting. Well, it sounds like you guys have a really great partnership. That That is really awesome that you guys found each other and, are able, and you're able to tell your grandfather stories like this, you know, kind of let his legacy live on in these books and that of your friends too. What a, you know, kind of melding your friends together as a character in these mm -hmm. books. And I'm sure plenty of other people that you've met along the way, as well as family members and stuff yeah. like that. So that's really oh, yeah. cool. It's the writer's secret weapon right there. The more people you meet. <laughs> yeah, you got to be. Yeah. You know what? That's an excellent point. That is so excellent. Um, in my corporate uh, world, I was a, I was a stand-up trainer for most of the time. I either designed, developed, or delivered, you know, uh, corporate training for almost 30 years. So sure. 
in that 30 years, if you figure, you know, you teach maybe half a year, you probably have a half a dozen or a dozen students. So let's say 10 students. There's probably around 30,000 people who just came through my classes, right? Wow. That's 30,000 Let alone the people I met. <laughs> let alone all the people I met in my travels because I traveled for a decade. I traveled 50% plus. So wow. I was yeah. I was in airports and cities all across the United States. I spent a, a, a good amount of time in uh, on the European continent. Um, when I was younger, I uh, lived in Holland for a whole year. Oh, wow. You know, so I've, I've been I've been very fortunate in my experiences. My journey has taken some twists and turns. Um, but you know what? That's the heart of a storyteller, though, right? Sure. If, if there's if 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 there's nothing when you squeeze the sponge, if there's nothing in it. There's nothing to come out, right? But if you fill that sponge up with experiences and 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 you know and adventures and and all those things, then when you squeeze that sponge, out comes all these people and these characters and these places, and then you just start connecting the dots, you know, and adding to the you know some fancy to the you know, to the um, to the mix, if you will. Sure, that's that's I, I well put. That. Yeah, yeah, the and, travel definitely plays a huge role in that. So, Scott, when you're not working on um, your books, do you do a little reading in your spare time? In any spare time that you may have, and if so, what kind of books do you tend to uh, gravitate towards? So, in my family, the readers were my dad and my older sister, and 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 they would read. Hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. My dad was a brilliant man. He's actually the real spy of the story. But um, I, I am another. I'll, I'll answer that question with another story. When my sister, three years older than me, used to walk me to school in the first, second, and third grade, um, she's the point A to point B person, right? We leave the house, we go to school. No, not me. We leave the house. We got to go to the mud puddle. We got, I got to go over and see that dog. I got to go peel the thing off the thing. Right. So, um, so I am, I, I had to train myself to sit down and read for technical knowledge. Gotcha. So that left very little time for reading for pleasure, uh, yeah. which. Oh yeah, I, get that. I, I know exactly <laughs> what he means because I I love to read myself, but what, if you're reading, I thought right. I'm sorry because I wasn't a, a big reader of other people's work. Yeah. I thought well, I'm disqualified to do a book, right? Oh. Because I never really read a lot of books, yeah. right? Yeah. But then something I I, I listened to a lot of uh, uh, motivational speakers. Les Brown is one of them, and Les Brown said. You know, he said everybody's got at least one book in them. So I started believing in that, right? So, um, come to find out, you have a lot more than one book in you. I think. You know, I've never heard (laughs) that, but I would agree. Definitely would agree. Yeah, Yeah, everybody has a story to tell, right? Of course, everybody has a story to tell. Yes, absolutely. That is right. Yes, yes, and I'm fortunate enough that uh, that there are several stories uh, in this. So. That's pretty cool. So, Scott, I'm curious. Do you self-publish? Are you an indie author? Yes. Oh, so am I. Okay. Yes. So that's that's another yes. thing that comes with the territory. You say, you know, Dean kind of helped yes. architect or engineer this, but you you had all the content yes. that you kind of you know put yes. together, and you guys worked together that way. 
was he able to help you with that sort of how you go about doing the publishing process and putting it out there on Amazon and putting it out there? Because I found that was a big piece of the challenge for me in my first novel. And it, it's kind of a huge effort. There's not a really good resource for that unless you know somebody. I, you know what? I know somebody. Yeah, named Dean I Renault. Figured. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> I should have called Dean. I never thought so, of that. Yeah. You should call Dean. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, he, uh, one of the things I learned in my corporate career was um, you're, you're not smart enough to do all the pieces to a project, right? Yeah. You, you may be able to, but it's going to take you a lot longer and it's going to be a lot of hassle and you might not, you might at some point give up. Right. Yeah. So I was I was very fortunate in that um, uh, Dean was able to provide kind of turnkey uh, services, if you will. Yeah, that's invaluable for sure. I mean, uh, above and beyond, or I should say, maybe even before the co-writing or the helping to put story together, just someone to, to sort of walk you through that process. Because for me, I was lucky. My editor was very familiar, but even with the help, you know, I had to make a hundred phone calls back to her because I kept getting stuck right. along the way. So, yeah, yeah that's wow. that's always interesting to find out as well for me. So, so tell us, Scott, who would be um, who would be the audience for this book? What 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 would they be looking for if they um, would be drawn to your book? Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm, I uh, I believe there's a built-in audience. The 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 uh, people in the United Kingdom uh, are uh, crazy about all things gangsters, yes. and um, and and so there's kind of a built-in audience, if you will, already for anything cray. Interesting about that. Seventeen books later, right? That story has been told, retold, overtold, undertold, you know, made up any number of things, right? So it's it's a story that just has run its lot, right? Mm-hmm. As interesting as it is, fascinating as it is, and I keep reading, and I just, those are the books that I read, all the Cray books, right? So um, as, as fascinating as they are, it's, that story has run its course. Gotcha. So here sits this audience of all things Ron and Reg Cray, K-R-A-Y, right? Cray. Here's this audience just waiting. I, I get that, where he's going. With that was this. a perfect time for Skype to cut out. Waiting. Yes. Uncle. Okay, you're back. Sorry, cut out for just a second. Who may? That's okay. Their, their actual uncle, you're right. Their actual uncle who ran Esmeralda's Barn for them for a solid two years, um, you know, um, who's in several of the books mentioned by name, Uncle Alf, right? Um, Along comes Uncle Alf, somebody that most people haven't heard of, because when I introduce him in some of these groups, they're like, who? Mm. Like Alfred Cray, their uncle. Right. So, so, so again, here's this audience of, 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 of people, all things Cray, crime, gangster, uh, espionage, um, East End, all those things are all woven in. Yeah. Um, so there's a, I believe there's a huge audience. I think there's an audience. In fact, if 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 I'm if I could, um, the movie I mentioned, Legend. Mm-hmm. I really want to go um, back and watch that now with all this talk. We're yeah. Doing yeah. Because, yeah. Right. 
even though I mean it was I I I, I enjoyed it. I I had a hard time watching the end, but yeah. that's just yeah. because well, it's kind of personal, right? Yeah. But um, but um, I don't know. There's uh, there's like I said, the story is is played out, but even a played out story gross $46 million. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's played out. I think it might be in, in for specific people that have just been chasing everything cray, but I think there's a, uh, I mean, I'm very interested to read the book. I, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I also think because you're telling it from a personal perspective, um, perspective yeah. really. So I think that takes like a kind of a fresh turn on it and like, wow, this person was actually related to somebody that knew the Cray, the Cray uh, twins. And we're back. And oh, we're, we're back. back. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps saying Skype network issues, so I don't, who, who knows tonight? Skype, Skype is Skype's getting a, lot of, uh, getting a lot of traffic lately. A lot of use, yeah. So yeah. I wanted to yeah. ask, I've, I've noticed um, since Dan is an author, the author community seems to be very supportive of each other. And how, what type of things are you involved in as far as the author community and how it's helped you or how you've helped others? Well, because I'm a newbie, I haven't done a lot of helping others. So I, I do have a couple of friends who have been talking about writing. So I, by way of just encouragement, like, mm-hmm. if I can do this, I'm, you can do this, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, and because we have been in quarantine and locked down, I haven't had a lot of opportunities to interface with folks um, the way I normally would. Um, so I think that's something I'm looking forward to doing, uh, interfacing with other authors um, and, uh, you know, and, and getting into that community. I, I, I have a little bit of information, but, but not much. If you can help me out, I'd be more than happy to take any leads you have because um, absolutely you know, well yeah. th- what about yeah. the author call that would be a yeah we do uh, we mm-hmm. do a uh, author workshop call on saturdays now at 11 a.m and that's that was born out of the uh virus and everyone yeah. sort of being locked down too so it's kind of nice oh, because cool. it's free a lot of times you got to pay to go to yeah. those things and we have authors of all yeah. different genres and all different levels we have people on there that are doing it full time we have people that are just getting started we have people that it's their full-on business and that's all they do for you know their livelihood. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you're interested, I would be happy to have you join those. Yes, yeah. they're 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 really. I would good. love to. Yes. Yeah, I look forward to it. Thank you. I appreciate awesome. the heads I up. You, I will send you the information. But Scott, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. This has been so interesting. I, for one, am very excited to read your book and to learn more about it. And uh, I'll be getting back with you on my thoughts after I read it. Um, can you tell everyone how they can find you? I've been I've been flashing up your website and stuff, but it just. Uh, mm-hmm. For those listening to the podcast, sometimes it's nice because they don't see anything here. Sure. I'm on uh, Facebook as uh, S. Clark Cray Author, S. Clark Cray Author. Also on Instagram as S. Clark Cray. And the website is um, sclarkcray.com. That's right. And you can also find your books on Amazon. And is it Lulu.com and Amazon um, and all of the different um, platforms. So Nook, Kendall, um, the whole host of of all the eBooks. And um, if you go, you can also, um, their print 
by order, you know, so print on demand, I guess I should say. Yep. Yes. So yeah. that, that's the way to do well, it. Before you let me go, one other thing we're doing is because I'm a bit of a ham and my, my mother was, was such the fashionista, if you, if you will, having grown up in London. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working and, uh, Alfie's all about jewelry. So we're actually working on, um, a line of, uh, jewelry, uh, men's jewelry. And also, um, before that happens, uh, we're also doing, uh, a line of men's uh, clothing, like t-shirts and polos with, uh, with the S. Clark Cray logo, which uh, I'll be debuting oh, here nice. pretty soon. Oh, that is awesome. Definitely keep us up to date on that, or we'll keep checking the website. You're going to have it available through the website? Absolutely, yes. Um, it, awesome. That may be in a couple of weeks before it gets up and running. But, oh, well, let um, us know, because we'll promote it on another show that we yeah. have for sure, absolutely. I appreciate it. yeah. Yeah, why not, you know? You yeah, should do great. one that says, I'm Cray Cray. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> nice. <laughs> My daughter, my youngest daughter, just snorted. She just laughed. She... Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of, speaking of which, I'm going to run through them quick here. It's hard for us to keep up with the comments as we go through with some of these. But uh, I mentioned uh, Nisha and Heather said hello. <laughs> Angela Lopez said yay, my buddy. Uh, let's. See. Uh, Richard Kenny, we mentioned he's there. Yeah. He said hi. Oh, Richard also Rock. said uh, he got his book and he'll be reading it tonight. And uh, make sure to get that review in. <laughs> yes, we remind everybody get the reviews in after you read a book. It's so important for the author. Oh, it really is. Thank you yes. for saying that. But yeah, that's huge. That, that that helps the sales more than ever. Yes. And we hope you we hope you have much success with this. I'm sure you will. It sounds very exciting. It sounds very interesting, and I can't wait to read it myself. Well, thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Um, you guys are very gracious. Um, it, it worked out pretty well, even though we had some Skype difficulties. I, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Technical difficulties are my middle Part name. of the game, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. You stay safe and healthy, and hopefully we'll get thing. to meet you in person one day soon. Yes, very that would be amazing. All very right, soon. Take care, Scott, thank you very much. All right. Have a great night. See you later. All right, for those of you listening or watching on the show, we're going we're gonna to be right back, so hang tight. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, then we'll jump back on. So hang tight. Hey, guys. It's Dan and Angie with It's All Fine and Danji. Today we're doing our favorite thing, and we're kayaking on a new river. We're on the Wikiwachi. Yes. And this river is amazing. It is crystal clear. It's an easy run if nobody's ever kayaked or canoed before. And look at this, it is gorgeous. I'm gonna do a quick, I'm gonna do a quick sort of pan around. Look at that water, it is just crystal clear as far as you can see in every direction. We've seen tons of fish and turtles and all kinds of wildlife. And listen for a minute, listen to this that's peace and quiet, something we all need. So, we wanted to mention this and promote to, to get out and stay active and uh. Stay motivated. That's right. And also see that sunshine, get a little exposure to something that we need from the sun, which is to help us produce vitamin D. Vitamin D. So yep. get out, stay active, and make it fun. And that was our quick break. That was it. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't sure if Scott was going to hang oh, he him and I was going to jump over and tell him goodbye separately. Oh, no. oh my gosh, that was... I, 
I mean, I read his bio and stuff about the book. The Cray twins. You didn't realize where they were. I did not realize yeah. that. I did not even put two and two together. So can I tell you, this that is this is, is how, cool. this is how uh, terrible my brain works. I realized that, but I didn't put that together with his own last name until we're in the <laughs> middle of talking to him. And I'm like, wait, oh what? Oh my gosh, I'm when you, so when excited. I'm so excited. So oh how, my gosh. How exciting is that? That yes. is very cool. It does make me want to go back and watch that movie again. I know, we though. should watch it tonight. That's, we really should. You know, we'll probably fall asleep, but that's okay. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Yes. Um, I'm excited to maybe have him when he gets the second book written. Hopefully, we can have him into the studio by then. Because, you know, I like to meet people in person. I got to see people in person. I do, too. You know? I do it's just too. not the same as on the video. That it's was pretty uh, not the same. Pretty cool, though. Even yes. even though it was remote, that was very cool. Oh, my gosh. And I love that he's doing a um, jewelry line. Because it's kind of to honor, like, his grandfather, yeah. like, his family. Oh, yeah. And then the clothing line. You know what? I need to tell him he should sell hats because, you know, he's he's all like decked out in like that style. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In Let his me, suit, in yeah. his, um, in his hat. Yeah. So a hat would be a really cool thing in like in the brim or something to put the name Cray. Oh, that's that true. That would be really cool. Or in the band that goes around it. Even. I always got ideas. Or a little handkerchief to put in your thing. Yeah. No, get you some ideas hopefully there. Hopefully he's still watching. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, so as we started the show, we told you guys that we look at, should look exhausted because we've been doing what? Painting for 14,000 years. And painting and painting. Painting and painting. We went through 35 <laughs> gallons of paint between the two of us. I um, don't know if maybe that's too much, but we did. <laughs> well, as many of you know, we're a little OCD when we get together and... Uh, <laughs> We did. I think the whole house has four coats of paint on it. So yeah. So, but Dan took like a full week off of work, mm -hmm. and the first four days of his vacation, rain, 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 rain. rain you know, I call I call it my paintcation, but yeah, <laughs> I like that. It was rain, 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 and so finally we just said, you know what? I'm, I, the forecast calls for rain, but we're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna paint anyway, and it didn't rain. It hasn't rained since. Yeah. So even today, like it. It drizzled a little bit, but it looked it was threatening all day. Yeah. It was like, I'm gonna do it and I'm like, I'm just going out there, whatever. Right. So we did all the touch ups today. We got like the trim painted and, yeah. and got a couple little things. The doors are gonna be when there is no rain. Like we cannot do that when there's rain because you gotta take the door completely off yes. to kind of repaint it. And so. for those of you that know us personally or those of you that have been listening to the show since we started over a year ago now, you're probably thinking, How long can it possibly take to do a home renovation? <laughs> We're on year three. When you try to do it yourself. We, we, I started thinking about it. Angie has been living here in a renovation phase for as long as she's been living here in a non-renovation phase. Almost. For longer. Yes. So, but, uh, oh, you know, whatever. Funny. It's turning out really nice. And and we, we really have, um, it probably gets boring to hear about over and over, but we really have taken pretty much all the interior walls of the house, reconfigured them, had them yeah. rebuilt. We've done, redone the floor, the paint, the doors inside and out, the windows, the outdoor paint, the yeah. septic tank, the drain field. Uh, I mean, it's just, yeah. and basically we tore the whole house we down and built it. We could have moved into a brand new Spranky house. <laughs> or, or bought an amazing uh, RV. Yeah, well- not with a teenager. Long-term long plans. RV. But we're happy teenager. with how it's turning out. I don't mean to yeah. sound like I'm complaining. You know, there's no. there's there's bigger problems it, it in the world. It is stressful at times because, you yeah. know, we're... Okay, let's be real. 
We're not do-it-yourselfers. We're not do-it-yourselfers. I've always no. thought of myself as a do-it-yourselfer. I have never thought of myself. I have. Never. Uh, because I do like doing projects like that, but I need to take classes on how to use tools. That is and the hey, challenge. people, then you need to have the tools, okay? That because is the problem. Because you can't do the job And when it seems tools. like an easy job, like when I talk to people at work and they're like that, if you have the tools, if you don't have the tools and you try to do a job without the tools, it can be very, very difficult. If you need like a network built in your house or a smart home, as, Dan, as Billy we'll Floyd in. would say, I got it. Nothing. No problem. Dan will but, come and trade that kind of work for this kind for the, of work. I can, do, I can do electrical work too, but but yeah. because it's kind of like computer yeah. But when it comes to like plumbing and framing and all that kind of stuff, it's not yeah. for me. But okay. I, I feel like it did pretty good with it. I bought a paint sprayer, learned how to use it. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we went through and did it. It looks we great. It. We did it. So enough uh, of that. Yeah. But we're, gonna ex- we're excited because now we're in the stage where it's like, oh, we can start like actually decorating the fun, the fun, it, the fun oh, stuff. Speaking of which, the coffee bar. Thing. Oh, yes. So what are we doing with that? Are we doing that ourselves? We bought like an antique piece of furniture. Oh, we should have had a picture of it. That would have been cool. We'll have to do that sometime. Oh, yeah. But we bought like an antique piece of uh, furniture. It's like like an old cabinet where they had- uh, Ho- uh, oh. Hoiser. Ho- Hoiser? Hoiser? What'd you call me? Hoiser? Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, the the like the old- I'm doing my hands under the camera. It's, but like, it's like the like pantry a, things they used to cook yeah, on. Yeah, and it's got like the white- Is it like porcelain or something? The countertop? It's metal, I think. Oh, it is mm-hmm. metal. But it's got like a finish on it where it's like yeah. polished- but it used to be like counter space in people's kitchen. And when you see it, it's really cool and quaint, but it's uh but it but it's it's a difficult thing. Oh um, hi guys. Oh hey guys, we got some more comments popping <laughs> in. What did you say? YouTube makes oh, you it was do a it? pleasure. Heather Clark said, um, it was a pleasure listening to you. Thank you for an entertaining evening. Oh, that was nice. Thank you oh, very that much. Was nice. That Thank was a you. great interview. I can't wait to have Scott on in the oh, I can't studio either. or yeah. go to him because we always like going to Tampa. So any yes. reason to drive down oh, to Tampa. I know Tampa. we would. But thank you, Heather. Yeah, it was it was very, very cool to yeah. uh to meet with Scott and we hope to meet with him again. And I really am gonna read the book. It's not that I'm just saying that. It's uh it sounds yeah. very interesting. It's funny. Christy said uh Christy uh just popped in and said YouTube makes you a better do it yourself or and that is very true. And I have you I can't tell you how many YouTube videos I watched on how to take the paint sprayer apart. Yeah. Because you have to take it apart to clean it. And again, yeah. it was two wrenches. I had to go to Home Depot. And Angie and I tried everything under the sun to break this thing open with all the force that is available in the universe. <laughs> and it would not open. And I was convinced it was broken. And I went and bought the right size wrenches and it took five seconds. Yeah, so it's that's, that's what it, when you have but the right Christy, tools. if you're like me. Going on YouTube is um, like a rabbit hole because I have to find somebody who I like their voice. I oh, can't listen don't, to one. Don't even get me. I'll like start I'll, at night. I'll start watching something educational. <laughs> and then if I'm not careful, it's like one in the morning and it's Gordon oh, Ramsay no. looking for the lamb sauce or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I, I can relate to the rabbit hole. But let's talk about that coffee piece for a minute because yes. we bought it with the intention of finishing it and making it into a really nice coffee bar. And I'm like a coffee junkie. And, um, uh, and, we never did. It's still sitting in there exactly the same way. A calendar year later. And we don't got, want to do it now. It's got damage <laughs> that I was going to learn how to bondo. You can use bondo and stuff. To make a short story long here, we decided. <laughs> to have Joe from Shabby Joe's refinish. Yes. Our piece. So she has. You can put her screen up, actually. I will I have put her screen. screen up on command. Yes. Look thank at that. You. Um, so 
Shabby Joe's. I actually used to work with Joe Allen. Can you say it one more time? Like, Shabby Joe's. You, ha- you say it a certain way. That I do. You, you should do her commercial. I should do. Look, I should do a commercial for her. Anyway, um, I used to work with Joe Allen. Yes. And um, she is a mommy to three. And this is what she does for her job. Yeah. You know, makes pieces of furniture. So she, hi, Joe. Um, and um, so she takes old pieces of furniture, redoes them. She does custom pieces. Right. And when we decided, yeah, we don't really want to do that because yes. we've done so much doing it ourselves stuff and we've realized we're not great at it. I sent her a picture and I sent her an inspiration picture of what we want. Right. Of course, I got to let her do some creative oh, stuff because you got to let people be creative that are creative. Yeah. And um, so she is going to do a piece for us. So I'm super excited about oh, that. I'm about super that. excited too. And and I saw uh, Shabby Joe's work. So when Angie first told me this, I was like, and it's funny because I get so aggravated doing some of the stuff, but once it's done, I'm happy. But the trip between beginning and ending is traumatic sometimes because it's so much stress. <laughs> when she showed me some of the pictures like uh-huh. that and some of the other ones, I was like, I'm sold. Yeah. I am sold. We're going to so, load it up, bring it to her, and, and let her do her thing. Absolutely. That's right. So I am so excited to have an actual coffee bar right yes, now. Yes. But what I'm... Um, what I'm really, I mean, I'm really excited for that, but we are actually um, partnering up to help Joe with an event that she is putting on Yes, um, for a family that is in need. So, you know, that's what we um, like to do. Yes. So the family is um, of a little girl named Evangeline and she is battling cancer. Um, and we put her GoFundMe account up on here in case you do want to make a donation directly to that. But Joe is putting on an event at a place where she keeps her furniture at, yeah. where she displays her furniture that right. she's redone. It's called the Old Red Barn of Geneva. Right. And it's kind of like a trader maze out here in Apopka where oh, it's nice. the, di- you know, there's different vendors that yep. have different antique items or refurnished items or little knickknacks. And I think there's like 25 vendors in the place. Oh, wow. So they are going to do a week-long event. It's going to be from July 17th to July 25th. And we're going to have a we're going to be marketing marketing this. Yep. What did I say? We're going to be marketing this a lot in the weeks coming up so that we can really hopefully drive some people out to check it out. Yes. Um, because the family's struggling. It's family of five, I believe. Yeah. I'm learning a little more. Um, the two-year-old little girl was diagnosed with cancer yeah um so uh, and obviously with everything going on with COVID 19 oh, no. you know it's just that anybody much is more struggling stress. that's going yeah. through this um so she is putting this together to help raise money for the family for yes. the financial needs of the family that is awesome and um and hopefully also bring awareness because we're always about bringing awareness to those type of things. Of so, course. And we're both going to be there to help with that. Yeah. yeah. So I'll probably go out and do some volunteering throughout the week when she needs it. Yep. And then um, Saturday the 25th will be like the end of it where it's like the big shebang, you know. Right. Um, the idea is to do, they're going to do like a silent auction type large items that can be bid on the be- from the beginning of the event all the way to the end. All the so way to the last day. Yeah. So they're they're putting this all together. We'll have more details about it, but the bidding can be done on the Facebook page as well. So like if you go there on day one, you see a piece you fall in love with, nice. you can keep bidding on oh, it. Nice. And of course the idea is to try to raise to more money for the family. Raising money, yeah. Yeah. Um Kitchen Killers has signed up I know, to I come heard. and be some entertainment awesome. on the Saturday. So of course 
big shout out to them for helping to support the community. And um, some people are in for some great entertainment while they're there. Um, I think the hours they're going to be out there is going to be like 11 to 3 on the 25th. Yep. We're still confirming that with um, Jen. Just, you know, talked to them today and kind of confirmed it. But yep. we're excited to have them out. So, yeah. Um, and then we are going, Joe is Joe from Shabby Joe's is actually going to be on the show July 7th on a Facebook Live. We'll be do- interviewing her about her business and then we'll talk about the event as well. And we are going to have a specialty piece that we will be auctioning off to our audience on the show from July 7th. Yeah. Um, and we'll kind of keep it like posting about it so that people can hopefully donate more and more That's for the family. Amazing. Do you guys like how as she's telling you what we're doing, she's also telling me what we're doing. <laughs> That's how it works. Surprise. <laughs> That's how it works. This so is what you, we're doing. So now you know. That, first of all, that sounds amazing, and I'm and I'm yeah. I'm so happy that we're a part of it, and I'm happy to see the Kitchen Killers and everyone mm-hmm, else joining mm-hmm. in, and I, I um I hope that we raise a lot of money for that family and really make a difference to help them. Yeah. Um. So something I also did want to say is, of course, as with any fundraising event or charity event, you're always looking for people to donate. Yes. And donations can come in the form of things for the silent auction, too. So if you're a small business um, that's, you know, in this area, I mean, this is in Geneva and Deltona. I think the family, they live around this area. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say where they live, but. um, Yeah. So gift cards from your business, gift baskets, if you, you know, have like a home-based business or something like that. Yeah. Or service that you offer, like massages or you know, a hairstyle or something like that that you want to put together or donate for the silent auction. Those are wonderful things. This is going to be a week long event. So they're going to have to have a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. And, yes. I, and I just, I've got a handful of local businesses I know we could reach out yes. to. But if you mm-hmm. are one or you have something you could donate, that would be amazing. Yes. How do people donate if they want to? That's the details we have to gather still for um, them? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll okay. have some more of those details. Um, but definitely, if you do want to just donate some funds for um, Evangeline and her family, the GoFundMe um, account. Yep. I'll throw that, that we, up one more time here. we have up. Um, I'll put can, a link in the show notes as well for those of you that yeah. are listening on the audio podcast. So you can just click the link and jump straight out to it yeah. and uh, and make yeah. a donation. And this family is traveling like every day up to Jacksonville. Ugh. So it's for very, treatment. Yeah. And they're yeah. still working. And, you know, so you can Ugh. just imagine how hard this is on a family, especially through these scary times when you have a child that has something like this. Yeah. And now you have this epidemic on top of it. Yeah. You know, know what I mean? So I, you know what? It puts things into perspective for us sometimes though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does. Yes, so it does. Hopefully we can get a yeah. lot of people. So to we're, help yeah, them. we're excited. I'm super excited about that. And I want to give lots of notice so that people are on, you know, al- alert. What are they? People are on alert. So people schedule yeah. it. So, so people, people schedule it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And I, okay, so now this is definitely in comparison, not nearly as important. But I also, before we wrap the show entirely, I did want to give a, a shout out to the Garden Theater in Winter Garden. Mm-hmm. We uh, we were going to be there uh-huh. recently for our uh, anniversary that we ended up doing at home, which was amazing. Do you remember the name of the restaurant we ate at? Bonjour, Fox. Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember it either. Bonjour, Fox. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever uh, Angie, who had a couple of glasses of wine, already said. Yeah. 
um but yeah we um we dressed up in like fancy clothes and Mm -hmm. ate the dinner that we made i say we made by the way and i said that in the last show you did a little bit i cut the cheese no that's all i did i cut the cheese no you seared the steaks Oh, I did sear this. They yes. were already cooked, though. Well, I know, but that makes oh. it easier. I took undue credit there. I'd like to apologize <laughs> for my behavior. Um, but I want to give a shout out to the Garden Theater and Winter Garden. Uh, we were supposed to have them on the show in May. We've had to reschedule for a later date. We were supposed to be there a week ago. It is the coolest little theater, and we oh, can't wait it. to get back to it. Um, you know, I don't know what things are going to be like for theaters for a while. It's one of those things that, um, you know, we know the movie industry is probably dead for a while as far as going to yeah. a theater and i don't i would assume that going to a live theater is probably very similar for a while um yeah. i hope i'm wrong but you know i may be right yeah oh vanessa i want to drink wine <laughs> <laughs> no she and cut the cheese with us <laughs> oh goodness i shouldn't have said cut the cheese I knew it. But uh, anyway, um, I know they've also uh, kept busy with some reworking of their show dates. I just don't know what's coming out of it yet. The plan right now is for them to open on uh, August 27th Mm -hmm. and single tickets for the season go on sale tomorrow. Yes. I I just don't know what the season's going to look like yet. I don't know if anybody does. Yeah. I mean, I think it tentatively August 27th is there will be their actual 2020, 2021 season with yeah. their plays and their concerts and, and they do ballets there. Um, they also do those really cool interactive movies there. Oh, I love that. Like Rocky Horror Picture and Show kind of stuff. Yeah, and they do throwback movies and stuff. Like Back to the Future. Yeah. And yeah, I saw yep. that on the poster in there yes. too, but yeah. But, you know, we're supposed to have um, Joe, the artistic director, yep. on the show, which we had to cancel because of COVID-19. I know, yeah. And um, so hopefully we were excited to hopefully get him Maybe hopefully July we yeah. can get him in and where it's safe enough for us to maybe meet in person and have him on. So yeah, that'd be I'm great. I, I just don't know what's happening. I know numbers are still going up, mm-hmm. but they're you know I guess depending on where you are, how quickly they're going up. But that you know that everybody is sort of phasing in these reopenings. So hopefully, yeah. we're starting to get some normality everybody back. Just and, still safe when they go out and yeah. do the basic hygiene and stuff like that. I think we'll be fine. I do too. I saw recently also that uh, Denny. Uh, Tenatori had posted that uh, I say Tenatori all the time. It's Tornatori. <laughs> it's my favorite restaurant. And I can't pronounce it, but he did announce they're starting to do uh, dining inside the restaurant now. I think they're fifty um, percent capacity. Yep, they do. They uh, encourage you to call ahead. But uh, yeah. Tornatori is one of our favorite places ever. Yum, guys. Uh, Yum. Such good food. Such good food. Um, yes. But if you're interested, make sure you call ahead of time. You unless you're getting to go, and they've got amazing to go. They've got those uh, make it at home pizza kits that we love so much but we really want to get back in there mm-hmm. and just kind of see everybody yeah uh, we're just kind of feeling it out right now yeah yeah i think it'll be a little while longer for us but yeah, you know we do order much. our to-go order sometimes yes so that's good. yes we do yes so i'm excited for that well guys thank you so much for joining us this evening taking a few minutes out of your day to sit and chat with us yes um, thank you indeed we are we are excited to start seeing our guest in person but i I really like this interaction with our audience too. I so do too. I think the Facebook lives are still we'll be keep a regular thing, we'll maybe every other it. week or something like that. Once things get kind of back to normal. Yep. Um, but guys, if you have any thoughts about the show or just want to say hi, leave us a little voicemail so we can hear your voice instead of just reading your text messages. People don't like to make phone calls anymore. No, we don't get very many we phone really calls. Don't. People would rather message than, but there's than make the a number. phone call. 
407-490-3899. But you can also email us at feedback at fine and dangy if you'd rather do that. That's right. And you can catch us on all the social media platforms at fineanddangy.com. That's F-I-N-E-A-N-D-D-A-N-J-E-E. And I'm still spelling that out for those of you that are listening on the audio version of the podcast. Yes, I know. Uh, half the time I get a little tongue-tied with that. Yeah, and you can find us on social media, of course, at Fine and Dangy. And, That's what um, I just said. I totally, <laughs> totally <laughs> take that one. That was the oh, spelling. Oh, I know what my next one was. Rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, and I always <laughs> frantically look for that button right there when you do yes. that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So um, rating us and giving us a review does us such great things on the podcast. And, of course, like on our Facebook page, too. Make sure to, you can leave reviews on there. Yes, If absolutely. you watched a show and you liked it, you know, make a little, hey, hey, these guys are great. And do a little dance like this. <laughs> like you're a puppet. <laughs> I did kind of look like a puppet right then. I think we're getting loopy because we're starving because we didn't eat dinner yet. That's so. right, guys. We well, are going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up. Remember that our podcast comes out every Thursday, and we've been on Facebook Live every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. That's right. So be here or be square. Does that sound right? I don't know. Do people even say that anymore? Be there or be square. Do people even say square anymore? Don't no. be a square. But we need to bring that back. All be the phrases come back, so that one needs to come back. Maybe. But remember, this is the phrase that needs to stick in your mind. The phrase that pays. At the end of the day. It's all fine and dingy. Roll that into a song. Bye, guys. Have a great night. Bye, guys. Stay safe.